You are listening to WHIVLP New Orleans 102.3. Good morning, comrade. You can get more about uh, our show, goodmorningcomrade.com. Today we have on the show Jeff and Robert. Robert's back. Hello, friends. Yeah, Robert's back. You've been out for a little bit. What's been going on, bro? No no real reason. Just work and life. Um, I mean, I find it's like life is getting back to normal because of, I don't want to say COVID's ending, but more and more people are getting vaccinated. Like I just went to a wedding on Saturday. Um, I'm still like in the COVID kind of craziness um, world. Um, I just bought um, I just bought roller skates today. Oh, so, you were asking about roller skates? Where'd yeah, you I bought some. Uh, I bought some roller skates. Yeah, I bought some like beginner uh, derby skates, mm-hmm. and I assume that like beginner like what i want to do is like kind of the artistic kind of like cool looking cool jam skating mm-hmm. so i i what is jam skating it's like you know you see like cool people doing cool stuff like dancing on skates and just all around looking cool mm-hmm. um and i figured like beginning derby skates I, know what it would, like, but I can't relate yeah well it's because you're not a cool person you have to be cool mm-hmm. um but uh, we actually have a really like so I, I I I assume that like beginner derby skates will be able to withhold like withstand that. Um, so I'm waiting for him to come in the mail because there's a global shortage on roller skates because apparently roller skating is has become like the COVID fad. So like roller skates and video cards are like the two yeah. to find on the planet right now. Yeah, yeah. Like we used to have we have like a pretty active skate culture we have here in New Orleans. We've got like we've got like two rinks. Um, in the area, one is um, definitely cooler than the other. From what I've what I've been able to suss out, we have like a whole like skate like society here. So I'm hoping to become oh, a part have, of that. Uh, they used to have the roller girls pre COVID. I'm sure they'll. We did. Yep. yep. The those shows are, uh, shows every now and then they are fun as hell. They really. Yeah, are. I used to go. Um, my ex and I, when I lived in Cincinnati, mm-hmm. um, we used to go to the Cincinnati Roller Girls, which is. Like they're like the top. They're like whatever league is like the top of the roller derby pyramid. They like won the championship a couple times. Uh-huh. They like they like do curve track too. They don't even do um, flat track, which is pretty dope. And um, yeah, uh, I I have seen the derby, and um, those girls are amazing and awesome. And that's a thing that I'm glad is like kind of came back in the 2000s uh, yeah. the, the 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 tens i should say what do we call the 2010s like is there like a word for it uh 20 teens like yeah, 20 yeah. teens uh, i don't know like we're in the 2020s now so that's way easier okay like, yeah but the 20 definitely like roller derby was a thing in the 20 teens and it never went away it's just like a lot of things um COVID happened, mm-hmm. so it sucks. Yeah, I hate it, man. It's it's, but yeah, like you said, it's kind of like 
less in like it, it feels like there's an end in sight to the COVID world, I guess. Like like it feels like there's a possibility and obviously it's not being rolled out like uh in any sort of like just or even way. It's all still like totally messed up, but at least well, yeah, and another thing, I guess I'll I'll uh, transition into a rant I have mm-hmm. of people who are still like who I would. There's two types of people who are anti-vaxxers, like people like I don't want to associate with at all, and then mm-hmm. there's also people who are refusing that I know of who are refusing to get the vaccine. But I would consider them kind of rational, and mm-hmm. I'm not really fighting with them because. A lot of these people I know um, actually really do like to travel and I can't wait for reality to slam them in the face when yeah. everybody's talking about, you know, the COVID, uh, Oh, we're going to have a vaccine passport. But I was like, that's, that's what people have had. If you travel at all, like if you go to pretty much, I don't know, almost any country, like besides a good handful, like you have to like, be vaccinated for stuff mm-hmm. and so now it's just going to be like that worldwide it's like it's not going to be a surprise but it's going to surprise those people that think they're going to get on a plane to mexico or jamaica or wherever they think they're going to go and 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 go to an all-inclusive and the no, cdc is going to want their vax uh, mm-hmm. passport and you know, uh, they're in for a rude awakening yeah i think about this a lot specifically from the perspective of like the like the idea of having like an anti-passport position even if you're pro like a vaccine position or whatever like makes sense from the perspective that the vaccine is not being distributed evenly amongst like social and ethnic and like racial groups right yeah absolutely Um, but the problem isn't necessarily the fact that there would be a vaccine passport the problem is the distribution of the vaccine. <laughs> the problem is the injustice of people not being able to get the vaccine, like if they're you know from a, a more marginalized community, right? Oh yeah, I know. I agree with you hundred percent. But those are that's like kind of not what I'm talking about at all. Oh, and okay. you're right. And you can school me on this because we live in Louisiana, and I always I kind of look through the things of the lens of if the vaccine is available for in Louisiana to whoever wants it. I, I mean, things must be going kind of okay. Um, well, it's kind because, of in certain places, right? Like in in uh, in like big cities, like like New York and, L- and California, it's a lot more difficult to get it, but just purely because of the density of people, the number of mm-hmm. people that would need to get the vaccine. Just the operation would have to be scaled up so much higher to get that distribution to happen, right? Okay. No, I get you. I'm probably being very like in a bubble, like like, like right seemingly here. backwards or like whatever. Like what, what often people would often call red states or whatever, are distributing at a like higher percentage level than yeah. other than other states, uh, and people definitely want the vaccine for sure. Um, but like in places like L- like L.A. and New York and and, and California more broadly, um, my understanding is that it's 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 more difficult to get it just because of the sheer number of people that are in those places. Yeah, I mean, true. Yeah, I, I yeah, I'm probably just being in a bubble here. Um, no, not really. I just don't. I nice just feel like a lot of the people that we know, um, 
should be like the people who are like, what did I see today? I'll tell you what I saw today. What's on my mind is that mm -hmm. the, um, the convention center in New Orleans where everybody's getting vaccinated, I noticed they even tweeted out. They're like, hey, looks like uh, nobody's here. Um, if y'all want the vaccine, just show up and get it. Oh, no. Yeah, they're even they're tweeting that. Mm -hmm. And I know some countries are like, let's say. Um, some countries like, let's say, Cuba, for instance, I know for sure when you get off the plane in Cuba, like they're just stick. If you don't have like proof of vaccination, they're sticking a needle in your arm or you're not leaving that airport. Oh, wow. Um, honestly, New Orleans, like I know we can't do this because we're not a federal like New Orleans should have been doing the same thing if we I know we can't, but. We should have been kind of doing that. We should have been like at the airport with these people who swore. And I'm talking very like very local New Orleans politics now. But for y'all, like New Orleans being a southern city, I'll try to like make this broader for people who don't live here. Being a southern city, um, we've got a Democratic mayor and we've got, uh, in New Orleans. We've got a Democratic governor. They're centrist at best. They're not leftist, whatever. But mm -hmm. that does have substantial effect on like why the vaccine's been distributed so well here, why um, COVID hasn't spread as hard as it did in Mississippi, Alabama, and um, Texas in our surrounding states because we did do lockdowns, even though they were kind of half-step measures. They were at least half a step when other states were taking no step. Mm -hmm. And I feel like, so when you see like the social media outcry of people going, I'm never coming back to New Orleans. I can't, you have a dictator of a governor and a mayor in New Orleans. So I never got... And for me, somebody who works downtown and has to cross Bourbon Street every day in my car, I, it sure looks like a lot of people who swore they were never going to come back to New Orleans are now back in New Orleans. Right. 100%. Like I was out Saturday night for after that wedding. The streets were full 100% back to normal. And I'm just saying oh, wow. that I, I, it, we really should have been like, hey, if you're Thank flying you in from out of state, beautiful. show us your vaccine card. And if yeah. you ain't got it, we got a syringe for you. And if you don't like that, you can get on your Southwest flight and fly straight back to Dallas-Fort Worth. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's just me, though. That's why I'm authoritarian left. <laughs> I mean, like, like the idea... I mean, uh, look. The, on the question of the, like, vaccine... Uh, on the vaccine, like, passport and everything like that, like, I, I can understand why people would think that that's, like like an overreach or whatever but like come on man but it's like, normal like, if you're like, not if you're trying to if you're not traveled i could understand why you would think yeah that. and the majority of americans don't travel so okay mm -hmm. but it's normal this is what normal like countries do to protect well, their sovereignty and to protect their people from from getting crazy infectious diseases well, from us dirty americans well, and vice versa at. that's what i'm getting at like like i can understand like like based in the context of like the idea of American people are just like, Oh, gotta have my freedom and all this other stuff. Like they would be against it, like on a, like on a reflexive level. But if you get like anywhere beyond like the surface, then like, I don't know, there's no, there's no argument against getting the thing. There's absolutely none. And I've said this a million times, like, the cool thing about America, as much as like, I don't joke when, you know, I'll tweet out like, I hate America. Like, yeah, that stuff is like found. But like the cool thing we have about America is its empire and how we are like the new Roman Empire. And I can get like there's a co like a, like a coherency along there. So it's, it's like one of these things that I, I talk about with with 
uh, with my Catholic friends, right? Where like, no matter where you go in the world, there's a Catholic church you can go to, except for like some very specific places. Yes. You're saying what I'm saying mm-hmm. is that um, I was going to equate it to like, I can get good Italian, can, um, Vietnamese, um, Ethiopian and burgers all in the same block like that. And that is because of the American empire. Like it's not worth the cost, obviously. Like I know people are like getting mad at me. Like, yeah, I'd rather, I'd rather be like, you know, uh, not as have a million different cultures here that we dominated and exploited, but Hey, we didn't do it. So like, you know, I'm going to enjoy some good Thai food. <laughs> so that's like the that's like the, the the strength of America to me is that we are at our best we are this melting pot but you know people don't want to talk about how we got to the melting pot the weakness is is that we're so damn big mm-hmm. we're so damn big and we have so many different well, cultures so we, as well. what's that and so aggressive as well well we don't have one American experience mm-hmm. so that's- like people don't relate to each other. And so that's how you can get somebody in New York saying, oh, like, of course, like the vaccine, I'm going to take the vaccine as soon as I can get it. And somebody in Wisconsin saying, no, I'm never going to get this thing. Mm-hmm. It's like, and you think of the things that have united this country. It's always been like the worst things in the world, like World War II and like 9-11 and stuff like that. And it's like the only time you've ever felt like, oh, we're in a united America has been for like the worst reasons possible. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hundred percent. I don't know what to do with this country. Give uh, it back. I mean, it it is what it is, right? Yeah. It, it's 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 gonna be what it's gonna be, and sort of like engaging with it, sort of like in that way is. I mean, like just finding the best way to do it and finding joy in life is not a wrong, not the wrong thing Absolutely. to do. No, hundred percent. That's like a different topic altogether. But I really cannot stand a joyless leftist. Yeah, they you really are- make me want to die. Like, yeah, yeah, I can't, I can't, I can't with this. Well, I mean, yeah, that's, that's like, that. you might as well be blackpilled at that point, right? <laughs> well, it's just the, the idea that like, everything is awful all the time and drinking bubble tea is, is cultural appropriation. Yeah, bubble tea is so like, good. I love geez. bubble tea. It's just like, come on, man. Like, I don't know, li- live a little, but. Yeah, I can't stand soulless, joyless leftists. Like enjoy, enjoy life. Like you've only got one go round with this thing. Yeah, you are listening to WHIVLP New Orleans with a two point three. This is a Good Morning Comrade. We got Jeff and Robert on the show. Uh, so on the show, I've been doing you know morning shows, you know five days a week, all this other thing. One of the things I've been covering a lot, and like people are probably sick of it, but uh, I'm gonna get into it just a little minute because because uh, the Amazon Union Drive, right? Yeah, That's, nobody's sick of that. Nobody's sick of that. Just like don't listen to us anymore, please. Well, anyway, like, one so important. One particular guy has been just uh, absolutely killing it in terms of coverage of Amazon and all of their BS. Guy named Ken Klippenstein. Maybe we should reach out to him and try to get him on the show. But uh, he's been writing for the Intercept uh, various articles just about like what Amazon management's been up to, like during this drive. I don't know if you've been keeping an eye on on Ken at all, but uh, I haven't been keeping an eye on Ken, but I do not know how the votes turned out. To be honest with you, the vote hasn't been uh, so. So just to kind of reset, there's an, a union drive happening in Amazon. Uh, it is 
Um, essentially, so there's workers that are at a fulfillment center in Amazon uh, in Bessemer, Alabama, that are attempting to essentially start a union. Uh, there's about 5,000 employees that would be, you know, uh, the sort of bargaining unit. They would need a majority to approve the union. And that's something that happened over the past two months, right? The vote ended on last Monday. And it's been a week and we still don't have any results. It seems but, crazy. I mean, I could have counted the 5,000 a hundred times by now, right? right. I'm saying something like that. Um, but anyway, there's just like a lot of laws and like a lot of like recourse that uh, Amazon's been sort of using just to um, slow this process down as much as they possibly can. They've been very successful in that. But anyway, like in this entire thing, um, Amazon has been sort of like really sort of like showing their ass in terms of um, in terms of like weird posts in social media, union busting. Um, I know they wanted to put cameras up to like. Yeah, they wanted to have like a like a weird um, like like special ballot box that, that was set up by Amazon that you would say, oh yeah, put your votes in here. <laughs> <laughs> Stuff like that, but anyway, um, and one of the things that Amazon's also been doing is been training like a, tr a Twitter army. So let me just read the headline of this: uh, Amazon's Twitter army was handpicked for quote great sense of humor, leaked document repeal. This is by Ken, Cl Ken Klippenstein, and uh, this is from last week. Amazon mm -hmm. ambassadors were trained to defend Jeff Bezos and clap back at Bernie Sanders under a, pro uh, a program called Veritas. <laughs> But everything is it's it's yeah. If people want to talk about 1984, like that's, that's some like double the, speak right there. It's the right? essence of it right there. So here's the just from the article: uh, Amazon's small Twitter army of ambassadors in quotes was uniquely conceived in 2018 under the code name Veritas, which sought to train and dispatch select employees to the social media trenches to defend Amazon and its CEO Jeff Bezos, according to an internal description of the program obtained exclusively by The Intercept. So <laughs> Amazon ambassadors drew attention this week as they responded to a wave of online criticism for the company's treatment of workers amidst the union drive at the Amazon warehouse. And there's examples of tweets, too. So <laughs> they basically trained a, well, like, a, like a Twitter army to, to, uh, to essentially like defend Jeff Bezos, which is just hilarious to me. Right. That's, that's so wild, dude. Like, and you would think... Here's the thing about like why capitalism doesn't work, and this is me being as cynical as possible, and why people who are billionaires aren't geniuses. Mm -hmm. You would really think that you would really think that a guy like Jeff Bezos, who's supposed to be this tech wizard, this genius, would mm -hmm. understand that like if you lie on Twitter, you're gonna get you're gonna get smoked out like immediately. But he is he's living up too high yeah. to to, to relate to that. Why, baby? And and why capitalism doesn't work is because everything has there's no Amazon co-op to say like, hey, that's a real dumb idea. Everybody yeah. just goes, yeah, Jeff, that's great. No one's going to tell Jeff no. So it's okay. like this is exactly in the most. This is why capitalism doesn't even work for Amazon. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So here's let me just read from the tweets. Uh, so here's somebody named Professor Cena on Twitter. 
Uh, hey, Amazon, just want to say that I'm okay, I'm okay with getting garbage I order from you a lot later if it means your employees are able to make adequate, take adequate breaks and work with dignity. Just saying. And Gary at OAK4. Uh, his name is Amazon FC Gary. He tweets back, my FC, which I guess is like fulfillment center, uh, lets me take two 20-minute breaks and one 30-minute lunch. On overtime days, we get three 20-minute breaks, which is also pretty nice as well. Before the pandemics, our breaks only used to be 15 minutes. Overall, 10-minute increase is thumbs up emoji. Being essential worker, being an essential worker is dignifying for me. Smiley face emoji, which is just like so weird, creepy, like like fake, like pretending to be a human type language. <laughs> Here's another one. Uh uh Ellen from Texas tweets, this is at Amazon, for some reason at Amazon News, which is like a creepy, weird Amazon Twitter account, by the way, that's uh, uh, essentially they have like, uh, they've been one of these like um, direct lines from Jeff Bezos, essentially, to, uh, or not even Jeff Bezos, like whoever the new CEO is. But either way, uh, they've, they've been like, like the posting is almost like an alt account um but it says essentially i i believe andrew yang yes i do and don't believe you i also believe that amazon employees pee in bottles why because your warehouses are so huge that by the time they walk all the way to the bathroom their break is over you people are awful this is from ellen and then yola from oak ak4 which is the same fulfillment center as uh gary from oak4 by the way uh, she says Amazon FC Yola is her Twitter at. Uh, although this facility is big, there are numerous bathrooms to use. My building has 12. Each bathroom can have three to six toilet emojis. <laughs> That's plenty. Plus the 20 to 30 MN breaks. That's more than enough time. So, so essentially they have like a, a, like a bot army that, that's supposed to respond to like tweets anticipating criticisms of worker conditions at their fulfillment centers in particular amazon designed veritas to train fulfillment center workers chosen for their quote great sense of humor to confront critics including policymakers on twitter in a quote blunt manner the document produced as part of the pilot program in 2018 and marked, quote, Amazon.com confidential. Also include examples of how its ambassadors can snarkily respond to criticisms of the company and its CEO. Several examples include send of Bernie Sanders, a longtime critic of the $1 trillion firm who has been targeted by it in recent days. It also proves examples of how to defend Bezos. We must defend Jeff Bezos, and this is how we're going to do it. <laughs> corporate capital has surveilled workers for decades these days the sophistication accessibility of technology uh make their job that much easier that that's exactly right um it, that's something that goes back to like the idea of taylorism and the idea of like scientific management um which i'm sure i'm sure you have like at least some idea about um it's like this idea that there is a specific like bodily motion that you're supposed to like a most efficient way to do a certain specific manual job and you can sort of break every single job into these individual like particular 
uh, tasks. And by doing that, you can essentially like maximize productivity through your through a like through a job, which is so, like one of the most dehumanizing ways to uh, to sort of think about it. Uh, let's look at this. Uh, let's look at this document. So the FC ambassador program tenants, unless you see better ones, I don't know what that's supposed to mean. Uh, anyway, here, let's get a little bit bigger here. So this is like a, um, this is like a script that uh, I've got here from, it's posted on the intercept that essentially like talks about how like what you're supposed to do so or like a, a agenda for a meeting so the goal of today's meeting is to get aligned on the launch plan for the fc ambassadors program this document has been updated based on your feedback and includes our tenants an overview of the program and options and recommendations for launch materials in the process the fc ambassador program tenants unless you know better ones are one tell your truth we encourage our associates to share experiences about their time at Amazon. We will not offer misleading or untrue messages in order to, quote, spin what may be an uncomfortable situation by the company. That sounds like exactly what they're doing. It sounds like exactly what you're doing is is um, uh, is misleading our, our untrue messages. We are offering un misleading or untrue messages in order to spin what may be an uncomfortable situation for the company. We're uh, reading through some documents that uh, were released by The Intercept um, that sort of outline the uh, Amazon Fulfillment Center, like, we must offend just ambassador program, you know. So that's where we're at. So the first tenant was tell your truth. Two, preserve customer trust. Our number one priority is continuing to earn the trust of our customers by educating them on what it's actually like to be inside fulfillment center, Amazon fulfillment centers. And then three is respect. We vigilantly refute untruths about the working conditions at Amazon. We may be direct, even blunt, but we will always be respectful, even to our worst critics. So <laughs> that's sort of like what this program sort of claims to lay out here uh fc ambassador program summary so uh we could go on in here or, we, or not it sort of like lays out how the program is supposed to work uh, again like how are they so bad at this what again like how are they so bad at this like, like how, how are they bad at like keeping this kind of they're thing bad up? at propaganda they're bad at lying mm -hmm. like it's <laughs> It's like, it's like when you think about it. Okay, so a, a company like Amazon, I, I'll even throw like Tesla into this, like Elon Musk. Like, yeah. You, again, this is why these people are not to be looked up to. This is why they're stupid. Yeah, they're like they're, they're they're not special people who are anointed by God to, to rule over us. No, but so you got a, you got the richest man in the world with all the resources in the world, and this is the best he could come up with. Mm-hmm. Like these companies are like run by Doctor Evil, they're not run by Doctor Doom. I mean, he looks like he looks like Lex Luthor, yeah. doesn't he? Yeah, it's not it's not Doctor Doom. <laughs> it's 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 like I don't know who's like a joke villain in the Marvel universe. It's like Modok mm -hmm. or something. It's yeah, it's, it's 
these people are ridiculous. Mm. And this is like with all your resources, this is the best propaganda you could come up with. Like fake Twitter accounts, like tweeting at each other. This is so obvious. Like who who is this even for? Like who do you think you're fooling with this? Mm-hmm. Back to the article. Uh, there's a quote here. Quote, to address speculation and false assertions in social media and online forums about the quality of the Fulfillment Center associate experience, we are creating a new social team staffed with active tenured FC employees, the Fulfillment Center employees, who will be empowered to respond, who will be empowered to tweet. We empower you to tweet. You have so much power to spread the company propaganda. <laughs> um, but- I'm sorry. The the uh, creative uh, with blunt. Wait, wait, wait. Who empowered to respond in a polite but blunt way to every untruth? The prior the project description reads: "Quote: FC ambassadors will re- will f- uh, respond to all posts and comments from customers, influencers, including policymakers and media, questioning the fulfillment center associated experience." So essentially, all they're there to do is to say, "Oh, this person's talking crap about like working at Amazon." It's it's your job to basically pose back you're you're basically like a reply guy for amazon (laughs) like that's what you are you're amazon's reply guy kelly nantel go ahead no i was gonna say like and the thing is how you're not just common sense it's not fooling anybody like Any consumer that reads this, let's let's just be on. Like, let's be cynical. Like, any consumer that's like, oh, I um, look at here. Like Betty Joe from Amazon says she loves working in the distribution center. So Amazon's okay by me. There's nobody with it like that doesn't have a traumatic brain injury. It's very old timey sounding, isn't it? It's very sort of like old school. There's nobody who's like has a traumatic that doesn't have a TBI. That's not like agreeing. That's agreeing with this. You're either in two camps. Either you like no, like oh, this is obviously like the worst propaganda I've ever seen, and and put together by dumped on people, or you're just like my stuff gets here next day. I, I don't care. Yeah, like there's there's no other way because Amazon is a company that's getting getting you stuff from across the across the uh, the United States in next day or two days. Yeah, and you think that they're just so good, and other companies just. There, other companies are so inefficient and Amazon's so efficient that they figured out a way to do this that nobody else can. No, because they're running a gulag. Mm-hmm. They're, they're they're running they're they're running a sweatshop in the U.S. where people people urinate in bottles. That's how they're doing it. It's not that's how a sausage is made, and we can believe that. We can either yeah, like yeah, accept exactly. that and not care, or 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 we can change it. But don't tell me you don't believe it. Well, and, and that's exactly what like flies in the face of like the other reporting that we've seen of like Amazon straight up lying on Twitter, like when um, when when uh, Bernie Sanders and Mark Pocan are posting on Twitter and saying, "Hey, uh, we actually think these working conditions are bad," um, and they're just like, "You don't really believe that you know drivers and workers are you know." peeing and pooping in bottles and bags <laughs> like that, that's what happened last week like this is like in light of that like this is the program that they're like using to uh obscure that reality right 
Yes. Yes. I, I absolutely believe that when people say that that's the case, I absolutely believe because that is the reality that people have documented that there are shanty towns set up by people who are just migrated mm-hmm. and they're living in their vans and their trucks and they're like rundown RVs, like, like working at Amazon plants who can't afford to, to put a down payment on an apartment or a house or, or they, they can't afford like normal living. So we're just returned to the dust bowl mm-hmm. where people are migrating to kill themselves in an Amazon uh, supply center. It's, yeah. it's insane. Yeah. You are listening to WHIV LP New Orleans 102.3. This is good morning, comrade. Good morning, comrade.com. Uh, you can get more information there. Uh, and yeah, we're talking about Amazon and we're talking about how they have a army of essentially like bots you know what's really interesting about this kind of thing too uh i find that like i don't know every now and then like on twitter or whatever you'll see somebody like saying that well this person's an agent for russia or this person's an agent for china or whatever the hell whenever they but they have like actual real agents for amazon that are like actually out there spreading disinformation on the internet and we have the documents to literally prove that it's very funny to me well every conspiracy is based on like a nut of truth like yeah again like that's the I'm reason why every every stereotype every conspiracy is like it's just like the nut the core inside is like the truth mm-hmm. and then you just get bs like lacquered on over and over and over and over it to where it becomes like an untruth but yeah, of course. I mean, if you think you're engaging with people on social media that aren't just paid to be there, like paid ambassadors, um, you're you're insane. You're um, you know, you've got Brooklyn Dad, you've got these Amazon, you've got the the Hillary Clinton um, the Hillary Clinton bots during like 2016. Near Tandon ran a bot farm. Like, yeah, I remember a marketing class I took in. Um, in college and it was about um we we went over this um this marketing journal that they praise pbr um the Pat beer Blue ribbon yeah of how they handled because you know in the the 2000s like pbr became like the hipster beer right mm-hmm. and pbr wanted to do like a full court press of oh man let's get out there it's at we're up 20 percent Wow, this is amazing. Let's advertise. Let's let's strike whether iron's hot. Mm-hmm. Well, they hired an ad agency that said no. Like, here are your people. Like, that will kill your brand. This is what you're going to do. And so they they went on a campaign of like instead of like they would sponsor just to give you an idea they would sponsor a music festival, mm-hmm. but they would ne- they wouldn't outright um, brand like they wouldn't brand the music festival. It wouldn't be like. Voodoo Fest New Orleans, you know, mm-hmm. powered by PBR. It would just be like Voodoo Festival. And then the only beers there you could buy were like Pabst Ribbon. It's sort of like subliminal messaging almost. Right, 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 right. So it's just so it's to associate it with your good times. And that and so I guess what I'm saying is the point of what I'm saying is like if you feel like you're not being marketed to like all the time by by people on social media. By people on YouTube. I mean, we're trying to sell you something right now. If you're a first time listening to this, we're, I'm trying to sell you on socialism. I've said this a million times. The point of this podcast 
and Jeff, you might dis- at the point of disagree with this is that you don't have to read some uh, dusty books. You don't have to read Capital no, uh, to understand that. that like I don't things are wrong and why they're wrong is capitalism. You should read those books, but I'm saying you don't have to. And, no, and what's more important than the, reading the books I'm is telling that, right? connections and showing people how to make those connections, right? I don't disagree mm-hmm. with you. But the point is, like, we're selling. Everybody's selling. Mm-hmm. So if you think that you're not being sold to, you, you're the sucker. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. I mean, yeah. It's just hard to disagree with that. So, so like, like, like propaganda never ends, right? It's it's just a constant, ever, ever, ever sort of circulating. Uh, you know, kind of. It's almost like a like a like a like a like fronts in a war, if you know what I mean. Absolutely. And there's sort of like different levels of it. Anyway, just to get back to this article, just because I think that there's a lot of really, really good stuff in here. Uh, in 2018, Amazon admitted that ambassadors were employees paid to, they were paid to quote, honestly share the facts, which is, which is like a very, very interesting way of putting things. No, you think I'm chilling for Amazon for free? You must be crazy. Yeah. I'm, I'm, look, my truth ain't free. My truth costs that. me, man. Exactly, my dude. I can't. I can't just be preaching the gospel for free. No, you're hundred. Its fulfillment centers is like um, many Twitter users had at first believed that the ambassadors were automated quote bot accounts due to the nearly identical format of their account bios, all of which feature the Amazon Smile logo and begin with the handle at Amazon FC. <laughs> so basically if people were doing this and if people were getting paid to this, like they were definitely like mailing it in, which I appreciate. I respect that part. At least <laughs> you're doing the absolute minimum. It's like why? specifically mandated by Amazon. The intercepts document shows quote, we could also add an emoji to the username to give personality. For example, a small box emoji. The document suggests <laughs> that's hilarious like wow. oh you want personality well the words have to be exactly the same but throw in an emoji why don't you i mean that's corporate that's corporate culture in a nutshell emoji. why not that one i mean that's exactly how corporate corporate culture works it's like yeah. you're free to be yourself inside of inside of this box yeah you have your parameters for freedom and that's all you get <laughs> yep, that's it buddy uh, Senator Sanders and Elizabeth Warren, Democrat from Massachusetts, and uh, Representative Mark Pocan, Democrat from Wisconsin, tweeted last week about the company's treatment of workers and its corporate practices. Amazon's PR account then sent taunting replies to lawmakers asking Pocan, quote, you don't really believe in the peeing in bottles thing. That's what I was saying earlier, right? Um, as the intercept reported the following day, many Amazon delivery drivers have indeed been forced to relieve themselves in bottles and bags in order to meet demanding quotas. The company and the company knew it. <laughs> Amazon also replied to Warren and Sanders telling Sanders, quote, I often say we're the Bernie Sanders of employers, but that's not quite right because we actually deliver pro- a progressive workplace, which is just Jesus sort of like, Christ, dude, dude. like, like literally the reason that people at Amazon make $15 an hour is because of the Stop Bezos Act. Absolutely. That Bernie Sanders and people like Mark Pocan and, yes, even Elizabeth Warren pushed in Congress. 
Like to the point where like Amazon is just like, we're not dealing with this grief. We'll just cave and try and get positive PR. Well, ain't that capitalism in a nutshell to stand yeah. on to stand on the, the, the shoulders of socialism and then declare mm -hmm. victory? Ain't that what it does on a daily basis? Well, that's that's the whole point, right? Yeah. You have to spend it off by doing that. Um the tweets have vexed many in the company, some of whom feared the account had been hacked. As the intercept reported, that was the Amazon, the the vaunted and famous Amazon News account, uh, which was basically like the CEO. Basically, it was his alt. It's <laughs> a wild account. Yeah, apparently, yeah, because that's what I heard too. Is is Bezos was just so mad that they weren't going after Bernie on Twitter, and it was like, okay, Jeff, like, aren't you the world's richest man? Like. Why do you need goons to? It, it's it's because you're not smart, Jeff. It's because you started this company in a basement. I mean, in a in a garage, and you always had a fallback plan. And you're not smart. You're just not not a smart man. Nobody to be looked up to at all. Yeah, Sanders, who has confronted the company over its labor practices and recently visited workers in Alabama, is referenced repeatedly in the 2018 document. In one instance, the do document refers to a video interview Sanders tweeted, quote, Bernie Sanders interviewing Seth King on Prime Day. Seth describes feeling so depressed working at Amazon to take his own life. What? I didn't have <laughs> some Foxconn-ish right there. Yeah. And Amazon ambassador role-playing then responds, quote, at Senator Sanders, this job has never made me feel bad personally. If you have a job that makes you feel bad, you could leave. That, which is like the worst, like most gaslighty How thing. many times have you heard that from an employer? That is like your terrible job. Shit that you can yeah. possibly think of. I got so mad I cursed on the radio. <laughs> how many times have you heard that? You could just leave. I can't tell you how many times I've done that too. Mm-hmm. The bowl, you know, old boys easy, getting though, especially yeah, if you have insurance and all this other stuff, right? Exactly. That's, a, that's what I was saying. The boy's getting kind of old. I, I can't really mm -hmm. do that anymore. Can't just uh, walk off like I used to in my 20s. Mm -hmm. At another point, Sanders is describing described as having, quote, tweeted about Jeff Bezos's wealth. The ambassador then replies, everyone should be able to enjoy the money they've earned slash saved. It's theirs. They should be able to do with it as they please. That includes Jeff Bezos. <laughs> he earned it. He earned it. Not the workers. The workers didn't earn it. Jeff Bezos earned every penny that Amazon has made. I love it. No, the man. Ooh, I, I'm just, I, I'm just happy for Mackenzie's, um, mm -hmm. his ex-wife's storyline is amazing. No, oh, she got hers. Oh, and and she, um, did you see she's uh, marrying her her child's um, math teacher? No, I didn't see that. Yeah, she's getting remarried and and marrying a, a school teacher. <laughs> That's funny. Right. They fell in love at the PTA meeting. That's so weird. So, what a glow up for this guy. <laughs> Salutes to him. <laughs> but yeah, that's true story. I didn't make that up. That's incredible. Yeah, she rocks, and so does his teacher. Among the program's tenants is the promise not to offer misleading or false messages. Instead, exhorting ambassadors to quote tell the truth. But there are some subjects they are forbidden to discuss. You can tell the truth, but not about this. The documents instructs employees not to respond to quote contact about the right to unionize. 
one of only three cases in which they are told not to respond. An example to ignore is provided. At Amazon, let your employee, uh, let your FC employees unionize if you have nothing to hide. <laughs> wow. Okay. Challenge accepted, I guess. They know that that's the ace in the hole. Ambassadors are also told not to respond to media inquiries and to complicated queries where PR approval is needed. One written example of a tweet to ignore mentions Amazon's advertising relationship with the far-right outlet Breitbart. Here's the uh, example of a tweet. At Amazon, why are you still advertising on Breitbart? Between that and barely paying your employees, I'm ready to quit shipping with you. So basically they're told, ignore those kinds of tweets. The document also makes clear that ambassadors are far from a representative sample of workers, noting that, quote, newer, empl newer employees can be very passionate and effective, according to their, to their review of a small pilot group. Newer employees who have never yet had to pee in bottles, perhaps, which is a nice sort of like rhetorical. Absolutely, because you haven't burned them out yet. Yeah, exactly. And, and, and like if you just like look on nice, here, yeah. like Ken has been like like knocking them out all week. I mean, he's got articles coming out every almost every day on this kind of thing. Uh, so check it out. Ken's a good dude uh, on the intercept. So yeah, there you go. There you go. No, absolutely. Ken Klippenstein mm -hmm. is clip. I'm trying to make a clip pun, but I can't. But no, he rocks. He's like the um, he's the journalist we need now. That um, that uh, uh, Glenn Greenwald went to the dark side. Oh man, he's filling that. He's filling that void for us. You know, on 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 the point about Glenn, I saw an article today. It was actually in the Daily Mail. So like, I don't know how like reliable that actually is. I actually had it in the uh, lineup for tomorrow. But uh, apparently, Glenn got robbed at gunpoint at some point. Okay, at and some that, point. I so, mean, that'll give you PTSD. So maybe he's got some issues. So this is an article. Um, and look, man, like like Glenn's got a lot of like messed up ideas. <laughs> Let's right. be clear about this. But here's an article from like the from the um the daily mail which is like a british tabloid by the way mm -hmm. by the way before we get into this you're listening to whivlp new orleans 102.3 is good morning comrade uh jeff and robert on the show We're, um so yeah the headline is they stuck a gun in my mouth snowden journalist Len greenwald is tied up and robbed during hour-long ordeal at his farm in brazil isn't that wild that's Super wild. Um, yeah, that's not cool. Uh, no. So maybe Glenn has some, like, like I said, he's got some um, trauma that yeah, he, needs to, really he needs to work like, through. Fringe, bad, like, like bad posting uh, and bad, like, reporting, I guess you could say, uh, on things like trans issues and their, their sure. you know, position in sports and, like, uh said wild things like Tucker Carlson and, and people like Steve Bannon are socialists and uh, things honestly, like that. You're bringing this up. Can you, do you know the timeline of when he had this traumatic so, experience? Yeah, let's get into this. Right. Uh, so Glenn Greenwald has revealed how he was bound and held at gunpoint for an hour during a robbery at the farm in Brazil, where he's currently living. The journalist, part of a team that won a Pulitzer Prize, a well-deserved Pulitzer Prize, by the way, 
uh, for reports about the government surveillance programs based on leaks by Edward Snowden endured a terrifying home invasion near Rio early last month. So I guess early in March. Okay. Timeline might line up. I don't know. Greenwald, 54, described the harrowing attack in which he had a gun forced into his mouth in a detailed essay over the weekend. Wow, okay. There's an essay. Let's read it. Let's read Glenn's words. How about that? I mean, like, like again, like he's got to stop saying this crazy weird stuff, this bad stuff for sure. But also, like, I don't know, man. Yeah, my man, my man could be having a mental health crisis. I, I, I didn't know this. I'm being, I'm being dead serious right now too. I'm not, yeah. I'm not being facetious. And you don't want to like speculate too much either. But like, yeah, possibly. A harrowing story of violent crime in Oakland was reported by. Wait. All right. This is okay. The problem with reading Glenn Greenwald articles, honestly, is that he's so long winded. The dude does need an editor. <laughs> anyway. Let's read from this from the uh, from the mail. Um, so he dropped a herring attack, which had a gun forced into his mouth in a detailed essay over the weekend. The writer told how he had been at the quote isolated farm in his own when uh, with just an off-duty cop hired to provide security and twelve dogs on the property at the time of his March fifth home invasion. His family, his husband, and two young children were in Rio at the time. The first indication that something was amiss came at 9.30 p.m. when Greenwald noticed his dogs were barking far more than usual. No sooner had he gone outside to investigate, he was apprehended. Three men wearing full black face masks descended on me, all pointing guns at me, he wrote. The men marshaled into the house, while two other men held the, sec- held the security guard face down on the floor at gunpoint. Holy, holy crap, man. It's rough, dude. Here's a tweet from Glenn. Um, Just note that everyone with a public platform receives demented, bigoted, deranged, threatening messages. It's not unique. It's not the unique province of any one type of person or faction, nor does it make one special. It goes with the territory. All right, dude. (laughs) Can you just like let yourself like be a victim for half a minute? Like you actually deserve it here, right? Right. <laughs> He's trying to like big D the whole thing. The thieves wanted money and were irritated to find that there was very little apart from a few hundred dollars, some kitchen appliances, and clothes. They did not believe that, which drove them into a considerable amount of anger, he wrote. They ended up staying for an hour, though it seemed like much longer, driven by the belief that I was hiding valuables, refusing to believe my assurances that I would not do what uh, do that with five men pointing guns at me. They attempted various forms of psychological terror. Wow. Quote, they repeatedly threatened to shoot the police officer in the head, repeatedly kicked him so hard that they cracked several of his ribs, ordered me to open my mouth and stuck a gun in it as they demanded to know where the rest of the money was, smashed my phone and tablet against the wall when they could not figure out how to erase the hard drive and just generally tried to create a climate of extreme fear. He wrote, what? This is terrifying, dude. Greenwald described how both he and a security guard had their arms and legs bound with a cord while the robbers made their getaway in his car after ransacking the home for an hour. Looking back on the incident one month on, Greenwald said that it appeared to him the thieves were desperate and, quote, not professional criminals. 
They were more nervous, agitated, desperate, and disorganized than brutally and coolly efficient. That night after leaving, they foolishly committed at least three other armed invasions of stores in the area using a car they stole from us. Okay, he might be trying to puff them up a little bit. <laughs> I don't know. No, I mean, I don't I mean, know. He's a writer. He writes to entertain. Well, like, what do you want from the man? I don't know. I don't know. I'm not a big Glenn guy, but like, a, you don't know like how stuff will really affect do, you. Like, I've been like really bummed. I'm not a with, with like the with big, like the turn that that Glenn did make. I I'm mean, absolutely, like, it, we all are. It's so like disappointing. I guess you could say, just because really, like the reporting that he's done like over the years has been so important. Right, absolutely. He's reported on Operation Car Wash, which is the thing that essentially like um, ousted Lula as as well. He had him arrested and ousted uh, Dilma as the president. She was like cooed essentially. Um, he reported on like a lot of a lot of the you know drone you know murders and a lot of the civil you know liberties violations that the Bush administration had uh, had done. Uh, and also the Obama administration, and also he reported on the Snowden leak. So it is like the worst to see somebody like that who might have always been kind of like in this weird headspace, I guess you could say. This weird sort of like somewhat edgy sort of I mean, we all have dark thoughts. It's just what's going to push us to indulge them and you yeah. know getting it, a gun stuck in your like mouth could have been out. a thing that's like two months it seems like yeah at least but I, mean, I, I, I sound like i sound like my wife here but i think that we should in honesty we should we can like jettison him from the left from the quote-unquote struggle as far as like what value he brings but then we can also be kind to him at the same time and be like oh this man might be going through something, which is not these two things are not mutually exclusive. Yeah, no, yeah, a hundred percent. It's it's like really hard to split that like to split that hair, but it kind of does in a certain sense need to happen. Not necessarily for like I don't know, like it's not even necessarily about the person mm -hmm. per se. It's about sort of like contextualizing the whole situation, I guess is what I'm trying to get at here. Yeah. I don't yeah. know. No, you're saying the same thing. I agree. Mm -hmm. I concur. What a bummer to end the show. Jeez. Well, you know, I'm I'm very good at uh, providing bummers. So there you go. Oh, uh, we do have about five minutes left. Uh, what else you got going on, man? Like, what what else is uh, in? I don't know. Um, like life stuff. Mm -hmm. uh, I've got a bunch of rats in my house. Uh, when I say a bunch or two, but I want to make sure um, they we get rid of them before they start um, mating. Uh, my they drive my dog crazy. Um, I can't. I haven't seen them, but I can hear them on the walls, uh -huh. and it's a, that's a little unnerving to be honest. Um, they drive my dog crazy. I don't think they want to actually come out because we have cats, but they gotta go. Um, yeah, that's that's what's going on in my life. Um, as far as leftism stuff, I'm really looking forward to the Amazon vote. Um, I'm really praying that it that it succeeds because this could literally open up a whole new world. Because 
you know, to quote a bad movie, um, not quote, but just like if if we can destroy the Death Star, which would kind of be like starting a a union in Amazon, like anything is possible. There's no there there's there's no there's nothing we can't achieve if we can get a union going at Amazon. And I mean we, I mean the people who are actually doing the damn legwork. Mm-hmm. God bless them. But yeah, that's what I got. Yeah, and the question becomes like, how do you support that? You know? Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> oh, they'll let you know any way they need, you know. And then there was also other like I mentioned this on on the uh, morning show, but we also, you know, learned and I'm I'm actually out to my friend Connor Lewis to talk about this. Um, but there's steel workers in the Northeast and multiple states up there. They're going on strike because of bad conditions. And also in Alabama, there is uh, mine workers nice. about to go on strike. Oh, actually, there are on strike right now uh, because essentially, you know, while coal production, you know, stay, stays really high, the workers are getting shafted in the entire process. So <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, our friends over at the, the Valley Labor Report, have actually been covering that. Um, I actually, so uh, this actually could serve as a, actually a really good announcement uh, and a welcome to the WHIV family oh, to, yeah, yeah, yeah. to the uh, Valley Labor Report. Uh, we we kind of like made some we made some uh, calls and some conversations happen, and uh, it looks like um, we're gonna have you know Jacob and David uh over on whiv in some capacity so uh and th- and they're fantastic y'all should definitely check them out if you're listening right now uh they cover um they cover essentially they, they're on a they, they, they emanate from a right-wing radio station in in alabama that rules and, huh it's in that rules and they essentially do like purely union radio. It's the so best. Awesome, like, and they're they're awesome. They do shows on Saturday mornings. You should definitely check the uh, the the uh, Valley Labor Report out on WHIV. Um, beyond that, uh, you can check out Good Morning Comrade uh, on our website, GoodMorningComrade.com, where you can find ways to support the show, how to listen to us, and you can also, uh, if you're you know if you're interested. Uh, check out uh, me uh, on the in the morning doing the morning shift, uh, punching the clock eight o'clock on um, on YouTube YouTube dot com. Uh, just search Good Morning Comrade. Um, be great to have you. So uh, yeah, anything you want to say on, on the way out, Robert? No, I'm good, man. Yeah, well, thanks for listening, everybody. Uh, love you. Bye. Hold up on, 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 hold up on